constant research. From the ashes of the Great Apocalypse grew a society of historians dedicated to understanding why. Why did the Great Plastician Empire fall? Why did its people trust crows? Why known unknowns? Or indeed, why unknown knowns? The Markham Society does not have the answers to all these questions. What we do know is that we must continue the research. We don't really know why. Constant research. I think we're all we're on now. I think it's. I think it's pretty good. It's an exciting moment. It really is. Really is. We're back. We're back, and maybe maybe bringing you back will will get get our listeners back. <laughs> I don't think. I think that's why they left in the first place. <laughs> well, we hope that you know we're happy to report that Markham's back. I'm back. The Markham Society is back together. We didn't break up. We're we're just busyness. We're busy. Markham's. Busyness people. We're busyness men. <laughs> that's just what happens. There was a break of, of a good month there where I just uh, just took some time off because I was running out of Markham inspiration a little bit, just a little bit, oh, and also and also just um, just didn't have the right kind of equipment on hand. Yeah, at the that's time. the other thing. Isn't so it? that that was kind of the main thing. I like had the Zoom there for a little while, but then um, but then uh, I had to had to return it. So then I was like a bit. Stuck. Was that um, Jake? Jake, yeah. that's right. That's mm-hmm. all good. I'm sure I can borrow it at other occasions, but anyway, we uh, we made it. We made we it. Made it we made it through. We back. haven't. Uh, the apocalypse didn't didn't happen in the interim while we were gone. It would have been dis- disappointing if it did because we would have missed we the reports of the apocalypse. That's true. Hadn't we? That's true. I mean, as far as apocalyptic events, you know, it's hard to say what really you know what what's been set uh, seeded in the last couple of months. Yeah, it's certainly but, moving that way still. But nothing major. <laughs> nothing major. Nothing major that I can think of. No. No, um, probably major things we don't know. We about, don't know exactly. Probably some extinctions of animals and stuff. Many extinctions, much um, ice breaking mm. off, perhaps yeah. more ice. Yeah, probably some ice. <laughs> probably a fair amount probably of ice. Probably a fair amount. Yeah. Lots of people dying from ice. Yeah, as well taking ice. And uh, I guess uh, I guess the whole potential of North Korea and a war mm. between North Korea and the US kind of ramping up potential that could certainly Many... prove to be somewhat apocalyptic. I'd imagine. Could be if it gets a little bit out of control. I mean, it's, there's many aggressive languages coming from mm. North Korea, isn't there? Oh, well, that's pretty funny. What's that? On your AFL app, they send you a um, thing telling you that games are starting, mm-hmm. and it's just got the siren of like a recorded siren. Quite noisy. I'm, isn't not, it? I'm not sure you'd want that. Really. A bit aggressive. A bit aggressive from the uh, AFL. Exactly. <laughs> Get your sirens out of my lounge room. I guess you wouldn't expect anything less from the AFL. No, they want to seep into every aspect of your life, basically. That's right. Uh, I feel like we should do the official intro. I think we should. I think we should. Welcome and goodbye. I'm Markham. And I'm Markham. And we are the Markham Society. Welly, well done. Welly, welly, well. Constant research. Great and research. Well done. I just want to say one little bit of uh, Markham podcast housekeeping. Mm. 
Not that it's really relevant to say this, but I just feel like it's a little bit of misrepresentation, but I'm not going to change it. Mm -hmm. So there's a couple episodes about sci-fi, these little mini episodes I recorded. Mm -hmm. Something happened somehow, and it got some bot or something decided that they were going to do fake plays on it. So both of those episodes have got... I don't know if you've recently checked, but no, they're both almost recently. up to like 800 plays each, yeah. right? Chucked our stats way out. Ooh. And I was like, starting to get suspicious. At first I was really excited and thinking, yeah. and then I started to notice they were all in the same city in Virginia. And I was like, that is really odd that like every day, you know, everyone in Virginia loves them. 50 listens on this little thing. Virginia's in, a big Virginia, fan. In, in Ashburn, Virginia. I was like, <laughs> and then, I, you know, I'm on this group podcast we listen to on Facebook and I just, there's a lot of host, uh, podcast makers on there. And I was just like, hey, has anyone else had this problem? And someone else had had the exact same problem oh. on SoundCloud from the exact same Ooh. city. And the exact same thing where just a couple of their random episodes with a hashtag had kind of got caught by this. And so, Jeez. so, so I'm sorry to say, listeners. How does it work? I don't even know. But somehow they they got fake lists. I sent to SoundCloud and they were like, yeah, look, we're aware it's happening. But for some fucking reason, they can't stop it. And they were basically like, you can either take it down and that'll lose all the... Plays, plays of yeah, the stats yeah. mm. or you can just leave it mm. and I thought well I'll just leave it just leave it I mean maybe people from Virginia are listening maybe, <laughs> maybe they are maybe they are and all I can also I just want to say that to the people who are actually listening mm. uh, there was a temptation there when this was happening for me to try and steer the content somewhat towards sci-fi because mm. I thought oh wow yeah, it's, it's that's getting making a... me popular that's it when I realised these were fake I was like oh that was a bit of a mistake and, and so you know although sci-fi might because I still yeah, is yeah. one of my passions but, oh, of course. but anyway all I'm saying is regular listeners thanks for sticking with us and being real not yeah. robots we don't like bots and we're not a big we, fan uh, of bots yeah like we've uh, like the Markham Society we've survived our first as cyber attack. Cyber attack. <laughs> it was a it was a heavy one. Quite a nice one in many a ways. Positive one. A positive one. Can keep keep the plays going. Hard to know Guess... how it benefits them, really. <laughs> I this particular scam. I don't know. Unless it's SoundCloud itself. They're like it we, to make we, us we feel want better more. about. They're like, oh, these guys are flagging a little bit. We better let's, yeah get them. Maybe it is. Let's get them maybe, back. Yeah, let's get, keep them keep mm. them happy. Mm. We know what's happening. We're just not going to do anything about it because we're doing it. Uh, yeah. Uh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we look up SoundCloud and the, the offices are in Ashburn, Virginia. <laughs> it's their 800 employees. <laughs> this is Tapping really This is a good one. Actually, this is a good one. Did you hear his last one about Philip K. Dick? Yeah. Yeah. Love a bit of sight. Wow. Well, we started SoundCloud. <laughs> Welly. Well, here we are. Here we are. We're here back. We are. We're, We're trumbling back. along. <laughs> We're back. We're still trumbling. We're still trumbling, and it's been what an incredible, strange few strange weeks and months. Times. And yeah, strange times it's been. I don't know. It's hard to know where to start. Isn't it, it is it, hard to know where to start. Um, yeah, it is. Well, the North Korea you, pulled, you called it. Yeah, some quite aggressive language, wasn't it, from North Korea? Well, and, uh, and, and some some pretty some. I mean. Some aggressive language from, from North Korea, but that's been... We've known... He's always done that. Yeah, that's always, nothing new. He's not. It's, it's the response from the US that was pretty different. But that we're going to... And then it was all a big lie that we're sending in a ship and it wasn't even there. It wasn't and, even there. Yeah, it's like, what is that about? Weird. 
one. I always found it funny that it was one ship. That was like, oh, great. What's well, one ship? I guess they could blow, launch their own nuclear bet weapon, but I don't know what one ship's going to do. Oh, it's, they're pretty intense ships. All right, so what Trumpy was sending or saying he was going to send is the USS Carl Vinson, which is what is called a supercarrier. And it is fucking, yeah. Uh, yeah, that same length, 300 meters long, so I guess that's around about how long they get. But it seems like a, a fair bit bigger. It's got a crew of 6,000 peeps. Um, and it's got 90 uh, helicopters and. 90 helicopters? 90 helicopters. And it's got um, some, some, a fair bunch of missiles and um, various, various kinds of crazy shit. It can go quite fast. It's fucking huge. So it probably would be mission accomplished when they went into the uh, waters. Would it have been into North Korea? And that's one of four that he said he was sending. Oof, he's going to send four. Yeah, start off together. They were going to send it. So, but then, but then, yeah, as you say, it seems like he didn't actually send it. Yeah, no, they said they found out later that it was still sitting down in Asia, like it's their one that hasn't moved. Funnily enough, so that. That bring like okay. So one thing I wanted to chat about was I've been watching this amazing show which um, High recommends called um, The Circus, hmm. which is uh, like um, journalists a sort of fly on the wall thing with journalists going uh, along the campaign trail uh, with Hillary and oh. um, and Trumpy. Awesome. So. And then um, and then it continues into this year of them just doing just sort of going into Trump's presidency. And it's really, they're really like respected journalists who obviously they're like old school political guys who have been there all the time. And, you know, Hillary and Trump both know them by name yeah. and that kind of stuff. Good mates. Yeah. Slept with Bill. And yeah, that, that that's right. And, and it's just really like, it's just really awesome because you really see the whole, like, you know, attracts the whole thing from the can- early candidates, you know, Ted Cruz and Rubio and all those guys all the way through to Trump being awesome. So that's good. Being whole... the winner. I'm still not quite finished the first season, but it's like really not. It's 25 episodes or something in wow. the season. It's on half an hour. Uh, it's on Showtime, but I just, um, I just, you know, found it in other just ways. Just <laughs> fell off the back of a truck. Yeah, just having to fall off the back of a truck into my computer. Into your hard drive. It's handy when that happens. Um, very handy. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's awesome. But one thing that it really did, which really surprised me, was it made me like not anything to do with his policies or the way he is as a politician, mm. but it made me like Trump mm. and it made me understand him um, heaps more. Right, yeah, yeah. Heaps more. And, and why? Because he was... Firstly, he's just fucking charming. Yeah. He's really funny. Mm-hmm. And well, he has been funny in the yeah. uh, in the like <laughs> exchanges think, a lot of the time. I think, but he's... I think you know for a while there we weren't sure whether he was like funny in the sense of being like he's just funny by accident yeah, because it's just so absurd everything he's saying yeah. and doing. Yeah, he, no, he's actually intentionally funny. Yeah, he, he he knows that his insults and the way he pays people out and his casual uh, I don't give a fuck attitude yeah. about everything. He knows that's a funny pose. People like that. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell that he loves the campaign trail more than anything. Yeah, like, see, that's what he's missing now, isn't it? He doesn't like the presidency. No, he, he likes doesn't. doing campaigning. He, they, he fucking hates the presidency. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he hates it. I think so. Because he love it how he, when he, even when he became president, he's done campaigns since. Right, he's he done rallies. Been... In case he's got to go back to get rallies. The 
That's right. He's rally. That. You're president keeps... and you're doing a rally. <laughs> it's all he talks about most of the time as well. Apparently, <laughs> apparently the best way to get Trump to like you is to, is to com- congratulate him on his campaign. Great and, campaign. Like, the fact that he beat Hillary was the biggest upset and you Ever know, one of the greatest political you know, <laughs> wins of all time and stuff. And if you say that to him, then he's then like, he's, yeah, yeah, and yeah, then he'll listen true. to you. That's and, true, Steve Bannon. That's true. Yeah, that's true. What's uh, <laughs> the... Uh, the the Chinese the Chinese Prime Minister oh Z uh, Z is it Z yeah yeah I think so mm. um anyway yeah so uh, but one other thing about that was that I'm trying to remember what the exact controversy was but there was a point where he was basically saying that he wouldn't as a, as a Prime Minister he would uh, as a President he wouldn't reveal he would lie to the enemy. And to confuse them, he wouldn't reveal or do say what he was actually going to do, and he didn't understand why private uh, previous governments would sort of say to, to Iraq, "Oh, we're going to attack you before doing it." Yes, you know? yes. But he was trying about... to negotiate peace. He was like, "Why would you do that? There, there are enemies, yeah. and I'm going to lie to them and confuse them." Yeah, and it That's was just they were saying that Islamic State. They were going into how they America gave like three months warning. We're going to take back. Right. Mosul right. was it or one of those right it was something like that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it was some controversy where he said something very specific about I and then he wanted to backtrack it by saying no it was an intentional lie because why would I tell the truth about what I wanted to do mm. and I thought that it was interesting that like if that's either him covering for himself or an actual position he takes mm. and if it is an actual position he takes then that kind of makes that North Korea whole thing make sense yeah no that doubt. he's just doing it because he's like well we'll scare him we'll scare him we'll tell him there's a ship coming and we won't even send it <laughs> it'll be still down in Thailand <laughs> <laughs> that's very true I think that that makes a lot of sense in a way it works you know you and can see how it kind of works but then it's one of those boy who cried wolf situations isn't it yeah it really is like it's yeah, work yeah. a couple times and then and then Old uh, Kim Jong will uh, blast one out of the sky. <laughs> yeah, but really, I mean, no one's going to support. Him. It's not like China's China's not going to step in and go. You know, we're defending North Korea. I, I don't know if I can see that happening. Do they care that much about North Korea? No, they want him to. Because as, um, as, as far as I understand, they want him to go for North Korea. Right? Is that because they um, hope that America will cop some? hits financially and uh, uh, I don't know I think, I think, human lives. I, think, I think they just want North Korea out of there because they're not the right they're an enemy to China they're not the right kind of communist no they became each communist. other's enemy at some point historically you know because there was a big betrayal from Mao and there was a whole lot of the war was nev- don't trust Mao yeah for a while I can't even remember how but yeah, yeah. it's a big betrayal there. They've hated each other for a long time, which is funny because they're basically both, you know, I mean, in a way, North Korea is the last... The last the bastion last true, true communist. communism. Yeah. Um, yeah. Disturbing reports. But um, the one thing, you know, he said he had issues with hands. He had... Yep. Yeah, um, the, the old... And... <laughs> yeah, yep, the hand watch. Yeah. We know he, he's got small hands, so that's already an issue that's coming mm-hmm. up. Um, he's been a bit paranoid about that. He mm-hmm. ho- holds Theresa May's hand for mm-hmm. some reason, because mm-hmm. that's right, because he couldn't walk down he stairs. He had a fear of slopes. Oh, slopes and stairs, mm-hmm. so that was an mm-hmm. issue. And then there was another one. There was a situation where he was uh, he refused to shake someone's hand. Yes, Angela Merkel. Mm. He didn't like. He didn't want to do that. And um, and then there was another situation where he gave quite a long. 
an awkward handshake to the Chinese Ooh, yes. Prime Minister. That, yes, long, like mm. a Mark Latham mm. kind of style, like a aggressive Latham. Yeah, and just really, you know, yes. shaking for just, yes. just too long. That's right. Yeah. There was. There's even a video. I think we did mm. that on one of the mm. other episodes mm. where yeah, we there was a lot of double it, yeah. hand. Mm. So the latest. We've mm. got a new one. Hashtag hand watch. New segment. Trumpy's hand watch. Um, was that he got into Israel? He walked off the plane and he went to go and grab. Uh, what's her name? His wife. Uh, Ivanka. Oh, oh, I stop. Uh, uh, sorry, I always get that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Melania. Melania's right. You saw that one, and he and she went the old hit away. It was almost a hit, major hit away. Mate, and he and then he yeah, and then he looked all sheepish, and he went oh, for his tie, and oh, it was all it was all a bit awkward. It was really sad. It was really it awkward was and sad. sad it was very sad. And then she came out the next day, and as they're coming off the plane to go down the stairs, and this is where he needs a hand holding. This is. We know, we, we all, know the fear for Trump. Aware. This is a really difficult he's, moment for him. He's not worried about the most dangerous communists in the world. He's worried about some stairs coming mm-hmm, off the plane. Mm-hmm. And she did the old um, move away again with the hand when he went out for the for the um, hold. And you wouldn't believe she twice. She, in like when ten thousand cameras are on, she doesn't care. What has must have Trump been a done? big argument. I mean. Must be a lot serious. worse than um, pissing prostitutes. There is it? something really serious, serious going here. on. Mm. He's mm. in the big, he's in the doghouse. He's in the that's real dog two days in a row. I reckon he slept with Hillary. I reckon that might have gone down. Uh, how did that? Uh, mm. Well, they were good know. mates. Weren't, I mean, that was the thing. There were always mm. at parties. Lots of shots at parties. It's of true. Him and Hillary. I don't know. I just can't see what what Hillary would get out of it. Maybe it's a deal. Maybe <laughs> maybe he's like gone to Hillary and he's gone. Look, Hill, this president thing, I don't oh, want it. You should hide it. You should, you should just go for it. It should have been you. <laughs> I'm sorry I said those things. I just want him to, I just want you to say that I'm the best and I was the best one. And I want everything. I would have been the best one if I'd stayed. And then you can do it. Yeah, I think he's pretty, he's pretty frustrated about the whole thing. Though, isn't I think he likes the bombing. That was funny. Like, did you enjoyed that when he got out the mother of all bombs? I love the way they. It's like, what are you talking about the mother? You've been mother of all bombing people for like Moab. the last fifteen years. <laughs> we got Moab, we got Moab right Moab. here. Sounds like an internet service. Uh, it's like he's looking through the bomb catalog and he gets a. <laughs> What's this one? The mother of all bombs. I like the yeah. sound of that. Let's use that one. So, so yes, back to my controversial. Okay, so introduce hand, it again, sorry. Hand, but wait a minute, hand watch. Oh, okay, back to hand watch. <laughs> That's something to watch, though. Yeah, it, absolutely. Let's, let's keep a watch on that because yeah. every the, everything to do with maybe the whole decisions of the world is going to rest in that man's hands. In literally, his, literally in that man's hands. <laughs> Little hands. Many, many wars. Many, many cold sores. I don't really think that there is such a thing. As terrorism. Ooh. Now, do you believe there's a lot of ways this could go? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Keep, keep going. Yeah. So I guess yeah. I mean, I would say uh, I don't. I, I guess I think we should call it something else. Mm. In the in extremism. The, in the way that it's, it's called used that a bit. Now. Well, I think it's more than extremism. I think what it means it? now is actually something quite specific, mm. and so it should be called something like. Is 
maybe not including Islam, but something like like false, false Islamic, uh, or like um you know, co- like cult inspired yeah. violence. Yes, it's almost uh, like Tony Abbott almost had it right for once in his life. Death cult. Right. Pretty and good. That's, pretty accurate. That's pretty accurate. I mean, death, yeah. Right. Come it's, on, it is. It's death cult violence. That's, that's what it's all about. Right. Right. So well done, Tony Abbott. Come right. back to the prime ministership. Good. I like it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Because because it's got nothing actually to do with Islam in the first place. Yeah. That's one distinction which a lot of people would argue with. Mm. But that's one thing that's important to remember. Yes. Like, okay, people are always like, oh, but Islam is a fundamentally violent religion. Well, if you've read the fucking Bible. There's a lot of violence going on yes, in there. As if well. you've listened to any of our discussions about religion, and you know, say you listen to our chats with Dad about the brethren, mm. and I think you can't argue that, even though maybe there's not violence on the surface, there mm. is a lot of uh, implied violence in in the sort of like subservience and you know it was repression and all those sorts of negative things. Mm. And I, don't, I think the and I think let, let's between be honest, the man. two things are very actually very slight. How many, you know, religious wars? How many wars have been run by religion? Mm. So, and and I, I don't know the rhetoric of it. I just feel like it's so just dismissing history and kind of just, and it's like really recent history. Like a great look. Okay, I don't. What happened in Manchester is obviously awful. That's a shocker. And it doesn't. That's a shocker. And the fact that it has to do with a religion is kind of irrelevant to me. The most relevant thing is it's a guy who's living a life where he's, you know, for some series of situations has made him so fucking crazy that he thinks that blowing himself up inside a venue in the city that he lives in is the most ideal thing to Mm. do. Mm. And that is some crazy brainwashed cult action. You know, if you look at, if that was Scientology, everyone would be going, my God, Get away from Tom it's Cruise. It's that crazy cult that's doing it, you yeah. know, and it's, and I don't know, there's something about like, that we want to see them as really like enemies, you know, watching the circus, that, that there's a constant theme, especially from the Republicans, is that their rhetoric is like, we are under attack from Islamic terrorists, yeah. and always Islamic comes first, you yeah. know, yeah, always. Always about the it's religion like, part of it, but yeah, at I, the end of the day, like you say, it is brainwashing and it is a cult, and it's, it's not like, about is. I mean, yeah, you don't. Come on, like that wasn't going on, however long ago was it? Well, it hasn't been Islamic suiciding for. I mean, certainly yeah. it has been a troubled region hmm. for a long time. Well, that's not, yeah, that's not, probably no. why there's a lot of terrorism coming out of it. I mean, where was another place where a lot of terror? And terrorism say, came out of was Ireland exactly because it was incredibly were, was poor and in fucked up and there was right in, in the UK it was right I mean so um, that's a good example of the rhetoric for me is like today I was reading I was listening sorry to Theresa May speaking about Manchester and she said this is the single worst attack terrorist attack in the history of Manchester and one of the worst attacks ever in Great Britain mm-hmm. I was like I just wonder how that just sounds not believable to me, considering the IRA and considering the amount of various things that have happened in the history of England. And World you know. War Two. I mean, the history of England goes back to one. Th- you know, I mean, Manchester as a city has existed since at least one thousand AD, probably yeah, earlier. That's right. I'm pretty sure they would have had a worse terror attack. 
you know, I'm pretty sure barbarians probably took over the city and killed half of the population in, you know, 1300 or something like that. Uh, with a lot more, yeah, <laughs> gruesome outcomes. But, but I was just like, I wonder if there is another mm. example. And I just mm. quickly, you know, uh, we've got the internet nowadays, so I just mm. looked up Manchester terrorist attacks. And what did you find? 1980s. Well, there was one that was in, like, 1980 that was an infrastructure structure attack mm. by the IRA. Kill, uh, injured 212 people. So that is already more than mm, the injuries. The one and, and mm. you know, man, and, and it caused as much, it was the biggest damage. It caused like $1.2 billion worth of damage in today's money, as big as uh, second to 9 11, as far yeah. as the amount of damage caused by. What were they, did they do bombs or something? Some big truck bombs. Big wow. ass truck bombs, yeah, yeah in right. the city. Hardcore. Mega, right? mega infrastructure explosion. Um, Jeez. Truck um, bomb in the Manchester city centre. They sent telephone warnings 90 minutes before the bomb detonated, so 70,000 people were evacuated from the area. But they were, uh, bomb squad were unable to defuse it. 200 people were injured, but there were no fatalities, which was largely credited to the response of emergency services. At the time, England was hosting the Euro 96 football championships and a Russia versus Germany match was to take place in Manchester the following day. Part of their bombing campaign since 1970 aimed at forcing the government to withdraw from Northern Ireland. And yeah, several buildings were damaged beyond repair and had to be demolished while many more were closed for months for structural repairs. Did you say the IRA IRA gave them the tip-off? Yeah, 90 minutes before they told them. It so, was don't, happen. so don't credit it to the emergency services, credit it to the IRA. <laughs> so they were the ones that gave the tip-off. And I guess maybe people would be like, well, those fucking ISIS would never have the... <laughs> the the, have the, the kindness not, to The do. kindness to call <laughs> in a... Well, We've got a suicide bomber, mm-hmm. but just everyone get out of the way mm-hmm. at the end of the concert. So, you know, no one died. So I guess that means it isn't as bad as the attack that happened the yes, other day. Yes, well, you know. But, but it is just one example. And I just but think... But I'm guessing Manchester copped some World War Two action. I mean, that seems right, to be... Right, absolutely. That would have been way more than Certainly any. did, certainly Come did. Come on. But I mean, if, you know... See, that's the thing. That's not terrorism, right? Oh, okay. That's not... Ter- like, so <laughs> war isn't terrorism, right? Right. Um, okay, yeah. We, we, everything's like, classed differently. I just... Re- the attack in... The attack in... Uh, on Broadway the other day. Where car, oh, yes, the right? car went flying everywhere. And I, you know, watched a news a news article, and they were like, "Thank God it wasn't terrorism." Like, why wasn't that terrorism? Why wasn't it terrorism? If it's you a call guy... everything else terrorism. Yeah. And why, thank God? <laughs> like, what fucking difference does it make? He went. He's a guy who went crazy and killed people. Why yeah. is that? Just because he doesn't, he he's not Islamic. Uh, well, apparently Islamic. Yeah. That it's just this is somehow better. Somehow, oh, it's all right. That it's all right that, that girl died. That was fine. It wasn't terrorism. Like I guess I understand the fear of it. It's almost like a pod people or like a fear of like zombies. Yeah, that it's it, taking it's over. Like, yeah, gradually it's it's feeding in and taking over, mm. and people all around us are becoming yeah. terrorists. But that doesn't it doesn't change the fact that it happened and someone died. Right, and it happened in Melbourne as well. And that wasn't. Right. Thank God that wasn't terrorism right. either. Five people died and babies went flying. Babies died, Jeez. right? Yeah. And what fucking difference? That's the thing I don't understand. I mean, I can understand if you go, well, it's a part of a, it's a part of a threat that that represents a group of people, mm. which I agree. Sure, it does. Mm. But the rhetoric that terrorism is this thing we're under attack from Islamic terrorism and mm. blah blah blah. No. There's a variety of small organisations that call themselves Islamic mm-hmm. that 
us, there's not that many of them. No. And they have achieved a notoriety and by, by brainwashing yeah, and use clever branding to, to claim all kinds of attacks as mm. their own and make it look like they're fucking hard, much more hardcore than they actually are. Yeah. Which benefits politicians who love to fucking rule mm. by fear. And, that, and that's my big question. At the end of the day, how do we even know that these people are being brainwashed by is, Islamic terrorists? Right. How do we... They could be being brainwashed by anyone. It's over the net. So right. who's brainwashing them? Right. Right. Seriously. I mean, we know that the FBI does it sometimes. They like to do Surely that Surely Russia stuff. does it sometimes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I know, I'm sure we've talked about that before, actually. Yeah, I so, think we probably have. So I think that's a really... A really so, you know, I don't know, like... I don't know what to do with the information, but for me, I feel like... I feel like one thing that is frustrating to me, maybe, at the moment, I'm, I don't know. I just... I feel like we're... Tr- we're try getting convinced that we live in a super divided super racist super hate filled mm. world everything has to be on one side or the other it's this but then the extreme world extreme hate right but then the world that we live in mm. that we actually live in day to day is nothing like that well certainly in australia it isn't we're in like, sense, like like most people are nice yes we get on we offer people seats when most they need most people want to help other people <laughs> That's right. People might have long-held racist beliefs, mm-hmm. but for the most part, I would say 90% of the time, if you face that person with mm. a real human of, and and get multicultural at, descent right, that's against their racist beliefs, give them an hour or two and normally they'll, and be, they'll be right. Okay. That's they good. will have changed and maybe not changed their racist belief. Mm-hmm. But they're overwhelming humanity to just want to be a normal part of society that functions and is nice to everybody. Mm-hmm. It takes over, right? Mm-hmm. So I think I think that we just give so much credence these days to this idea that the racists have taken control, and that it is a fundamental majority. Yeah, and that like, you know, it's always covered and it's always because you know the media loves it. They love to be out there and right. hearing all the racist comments right. and. And all the people that use their phones to um, to film, film people in the buses being racist, yeah, drunk racists on trains, exactly. and then everyone goes viral. Oh my god, oh, what a yeah. horrible person! You like, yeah, yeah. but but the that... people stood up. Most of the people were there, stood <laughs> right. up and tell them to shut up. Right, there's eighty people on that train, and there's one <laughs> racist guy, and everybody else has told the racist guy <laughs> to shut the fuck up. That You're racist guy dead. doesn't represent the world. The world is represented by everybody telling him to shut That's the fuck right. up. That should be the news story. Mm. 80 people tell a racist guy to shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Write it and we'll post it up. That sounds like a, it's a good, uh, a good bloody news story. Hawthorne Dean Daily. The Hawthorne Dean Daily. That'd, that'd be great. We'd, we may have to put um, censorship over some of the swearing. But... Yeah, that's right. They certainly wouldn't wouldn't go, any, go down that <laughs> dark path. Constant research. Gearing it, gearing it towards Australian politics mm. there was a recent article released that was about oh you want a bit of a uh, bit of a foot oh yeah oh, we have a footy oh, awesome. footy thanks mate <laughs> bloody footies <laughs> um, there was a recent article about how Dutton and their immigration policies that the cost now has been figured out for the last year and it's 500k per asylum seeker it costs the government to keep them on Manus Island, 500k per year per asylum seeker. Jeez, I'm never going to make that in my life. One year. 
most people are pretty happy with six figures from their work, and then it's costing them five hundred grand. And so, for an asylum seeker. And it was one thing I got into an argument on Twitter because I posted a thing about it saying it was disgusting, and this guy sort of started arguing with me, sort of saying, "Well, you know, what's the alternative?" And and I'm like, "Well, I believe the alternative is to shut the camp down and bring them to Australia and and let them live in Australia." Well, yeah. Exactly, get in. And he's like, well, impossible, it's never going to happen. No. It's, that's not, a, not an alternative, give me an alternative. And I'm like, well, I still hold that that's the, I have that same alternative. Well, alternative. And he kept saying, no, impossible, that, you know. Never, <laughs> well, why is that not an It will never happen. Australia is far too racist and far too divided oh. a country. And I, and I, well, we used to. And I keep saying, well, I actually don't know that many racists. I know a lot of people who don't like racists and don't know that many racists. That might mean that I live in a false liberal bubble. But if you include the whole spread of like... You, you life saw the 80 people on the bus. That I, right, you know, I've been around Australia. Mm-hmm. Sure, I've met some racist people. But for the most part, even those racist people just believed these things. They weren't, they weren't really acting on them. fucking... Mm-hmm. Some of them definitely, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's yeah, not fair. It's but, there, it's but it's small. Yeah. You know, like it's Aboriginal, like a lot of Aboriginal people who you could say fucking, fucking oath, you should be racist towards white people. And they mm. might say like racist, racist mm. towards white people thing. Mm. But for the most part, they're like the nicest fucking people. Yeah. And they just generally, you know, like to talk about their, their culture and, and, you know, right. their and world just be nice. And just be nice and no one's, no one's getting racist. You know, just get on with it. I'm sure when people are racist towards them, then you know, they're going to respond or whatever, but for the yeah. most part, as you'll find... Or generally, so, they, they might even not respond, they might just be totally quiet. Yeah. So I think I think it's a so, funny you know, thing where, like, I think, yes, there are racists in our country, but is Australia a racist country? I don't think so. I don't think so. And that, that is played on a lot, isn't mm. it? Oh, we're a racist country. It's, yeah. Mm. Why? Why are you saying that? Mm. Well, we're not. These guys are racist. These uh, these areas here. These cunts that you're doing a TV show where you're featuring these specific racist cunts right. going, they represent all of Australia. Yeah. David Oldfield. Right, David Oldfield. <laughs> it's it's that. It's going, this guy represents... The... He really doesn't. Because because either with people, toward, Aboriginal people in Australia, it's either huge ignorance, mm. they know nothing. As soon as you expose them to a little bit of the truth in history, they are like, holy fuck, I had mm. no idea about any of that. Mm-hmm. My mind has changed. Yeah. Or they have like negative experiences from having interactions with Al- drunk Aboriginal people yeah. in the city. And, you know, that can normally be flipped by, again, a, just very, a little bit of... Very quickly. Good, yeah, communication. Good, good example of over, over on Kangaroo Island, they bring in some... Um, uh, young fellas to play footy each year. They bring them from the centre of Australia and bring them down to play in, on Kangaroo Island, the club there. And uh, one guy, one of the farmers, was apparently was one of the biggest, was described as the biggest racist in the world before they came down and played footy and they played footy in the next year. He was putting in a grand into the program to bring him down his own money. Now he's become the most generous See? guy. There you go. It's brilliant. Because, you know, of course the news cycle thrives on on stories of doom and destruction and I'm mm. sure they're there mm. but I feel like positive Markham's is important 
Bring on, keep positiving Markham. We've <laughs> um, just got to believe somewhat that it's not like beyond our no. saving. Come on. It's not like we live in a world where everybody hates everybody. That's right. There's some fucked up shit and people do fucked up shit to each other. Often just because that gets allowed or it gets like institutionalized or it becomes normalized mm. or mm. whatever. Like there's definitely an instinct towards evil in, in humanity if... No, no, if there weren't any rules or consequences left left behind, there weren't to be, but yeah, I feel like for the most part, for the most part, everyone wants to get on in them. I mean, you just want to live your life. You want to live your life. You You want most people to live it around you. You want your kids to be safe. That's right. You want them to be happy. Yep. Maybe not David Oldfield, but everyone else. You know, and I think even when you do meet a racist person, often... Often you'll have the experience where you're kind of like, that guy's a bit of a racist cunt, but other than that, he's all right. He's an all right bloke. Yeah. He just toned down his racism. <laughs> I don't know. Covering all the controversial topics. So yeah. my message about this is like, just basically, yeah, let's just chill out and bring the positivity. I say yeah. there's no such thing as terrorism, and I think that's a positive thing to yeah. say. Look at, we're calling it death cult, Tony Abbott. <laughs> And we're going with no racism. That, sound, that sounds like a better idea to me. Some racists. Some racists. But, but no, we're still like, saying no to racism. Racist world, you know? Yeah. Like, calm, calm down, media. Chill out, basically. media. It's cool. We're getting along. We yeah. like each other. We must continue the research. You know one way we know this? Mm. Here's one good way, right? Because the corporations, they, don't, they worry about one thing. Losing money. That's right. Take a look at ads nowadays. Nearly all the ads nowadays are cash diversity. Multicultural. Gays. Multicultural. Oof, that would just be chucking Except it in there. Except Bill Shorten adverts. <laughs> he doesn't know. Well, he's a politician. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. He only knows he white people. He hasn't been paying attention. He only knows white people. Yeah, there's no corporate. But you watch the Coke ad and it'll be like, a family nowadays is like an Indian yeah. dad and a white mum. Maccas, yeah. Yeah, that. Maccas or, you yeah. know, or like Bendigo Bank has, you know, different couples. That's right. And two of the different couples are gay couples. Yeah. It's... Right. So they know that if we don't start to represent these different the diverse consensus. groups, we're losing That's economic right. potential. We've That's got right. to... Because th- these are real groups and diversity is real and mm. acceptance of all this shit has become a norm in society. And you've got to... And it's just and the fringe minority arguing against it being a norm and they get, they get the media that, because the the, it's like they're fighting that, this this battle. Please, we still want to fight this battle that's long lost. That's right. Especially and when they do... Coke knows it's lost, like, it's lost. It's like, Coke, if Cokes <laughs> and Maccas have made that decision, <laughs> yeah. we know that it's lost because yeah. they were the last ones on board. <laughs> right. But it's when they do things like Lemon Meringue. Lemon Meringue guy, who got um, the CEO of Qantas, that that type of stuff. Uh, Alan Alan Joyce was talking, giving some speech. I don't, not sure if it was on. As we know, yeah, Alan Joyce is gay, and he and he's pushing for uh, gay rights and gay marriage mm-hmm. to be legalised. And this guy came along with a lemon meringue. He was from a Christian society, some kind of Christian society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he went bang with his lemon meringue in oh, his face. Oh, pied him. And we know what the consequence was? Never to fly Qantas again in that his guy. whole life. He's been banished forever. <laughs> the lemon meringue guy. Um, so, the old... 
So that's the kind of stuff that gets in the media. That's what I'm saying. And right, uh, right. And Ellen, and Ellen Joyce, it feels like Ellen Joyce has done a real personal one there as well. He's just gone back. Nah, and you're not going to go were they all, were, Was the response act like that's an angry... Were, were people upset about that ban for life? They thought yeah, that was, yeah, there was a bit of that. Well, yeah, they thought that was it, Again, it depends how much you believe the media of how much criticism. Because it wasn't just one guy criticising or was it a lot of people behind Probably me? one angry yeah. pastor. One angry Twitter. Who's his friend. And yeah. then... Uh, yeah. <laughs> And everyone else is like, probably fair enough. If you're yeah. going to lemon meringue the Seriously, that's Qantas yeah. guy. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much assault in a way, I would say. Well, it is, isn't it? I mean, really. It's not, nobody, I mean, it's, it is funny to watch, but it's certainly not funny when you get a lemon meringue in the certainly face. Certainly not pleasant. A no. pie in the face is not a pleasant not, experience. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever had one, to be honest, but I, I'd I've, like to. I've done it. I've You've done, done it? it. Yeah. yeah no, Did just, you do it to yourself? No, what? no, it's, you know, an acting Acting Ooh, thing, yeah, of course. Bit of clown, bit of Elizabethan theatre. You know, I'm sure everybody's gone through acting school as one. It has done, but a lemon meringue two in the face, and it's not a pleasant experience. Whether it's the shaving cream variety or the ooh, or the worse full, if it's the shaving the cream. cream variety. But what's the difference? Uh, shaving cream's better actually because okay. it's easier to clean. Oh, not as much sugar. Yeah, the cream cream is just disgusting because it just like you get it all cream up your nose and oh, do you try eat it a bit? Do you eat it a bit? And, I mean, you do, but it's it's just really hard to clean, especially if it's beard. Did you get in beard? Yeah, ooh. I think I did cream cream pie into beard. Yeah, that's almost like a week of cleaning to get it out. Mm. Mm. Not something I'd recommend. Mm. So, not. so you would have banned him from getting on your flights. I reckon I would have just done him for assault. Yeah, <laughs> taking him down. Lemon just meringue assault. Go the old legal route. You could have gone. Oh, I'm having. I've got depression. Uh, I've, I've been bruised for life on the and, nose. And what I mean by done him for assault would be like, this pie sucks. Needs a bit of salt, and I'll see if he's got some. And then, nice. There you go. That's a perfect answer, really. Because uh, you it would have just shown that you don't give a shit about the assault. You're just getting on with it. I'll, I'll give it a while. while we're on strange segues. I saw today um, a sign, you might have seen it around. It's a campaign called Fatality Free Fridays. Now, I don't know whether we're aiming high enough that we have to have Fatality Free Fridays. Yeah, you th- well, I guess that where they how they going? We'll deal with Friday first, and then we'll tackle the rest and of the week we'll, later. We'll get some. Then don't worry about the other days because everyone dies on those days. But if we can, are just, we talking death in general, or is it sort of a specific well, arena I, of? Death? I like to think that it was death in general. No, I think that's a better idea of of thinking about it. If we can just avoid death on a Friday, even the Islamic State, if we're going Islamic mm. State, I've always the thought death cults. that they could expand the warnings a bit more. You know. They have a lot of dying. yeah. Just yeah, they yeah. always have the you no know, warning cancer kills and warning yeah. cigarettes kill. I think they could have stuff like warning mm. life kills. Yeah, warning your heart might stop. You're just warning you warning are going to die. to die. A bit of like Tyler Durden from Fight yeah. Club, that kind of death warning. Death warnings. Imminent just death. Imminent. You will die. Mm. Dot dot dot. At some mm. point, this kinda... food causes death eventually. If you keep standing in the sun, you will die. Um, so yes, generally I think that is good, but this one I think is specifically focused on the roads. Ah, right. It's right. all road fatality. So fatality free Friday, but again, I still don't think we're aiming high enough. Though, are, are they we? worse on Fridays or something? Is that what it's about? Well, that'll be good to find out the stat. I bet it's not. 
I bet that's a big lie. It's some I bet Mondays campaign. is because nobody likes driving around on Mondays after to go back to work. It's some bullshit campaign, isn't it? Good fun. Well done. Was it called... This probably won't go well. But was it called... Uh, shoot it. In the old days? Shoot it. Yeah, that was the yeah. line. Yeah, shoot that. Shoot that. Brickus. Shoot the Brickus. Brickus. It's always impressive if you can shoot it in one. Yep. That was the main, the main thing to do. No, I don't really know how you could. I don't know how you could shoot a Brickus. Oh, Did I you can, shoot a Brickus? I can do it. Jeez, babe. You're like, you're as like, that's the equivalent of Frank's um, Stein sculling. Like you guys are hardcore. I'll shoot this Brickus. It's not much. That's problem. not a Brickus. <laughs> <laughs> Like the old days, Brickus, mate. Remember the old days? I do remember. I do remember. And you're right. I couldn't. I couldn't shoot one of the old days. They were hard. I wouldn't want to. They were just. Dude, why would you want to? And I don't think your lungs would be big enough anyway. That's not. <laughs> Too funny because that's what you would always say as well. No matter how. Big, you got it. Someone would be like, "That's not, that's not a brick." <laughs> yeah, but like, it's really piling yeah, over. It's like a mountain on top. You can barely even light the thing without it falling off the pipe. That's not a brickers, mate. Come on, mate. That was always the thing. I drank. What was it? Drank a cart and then smoked. I drank a cart and smoked ten pongs, but I didn't even feel didn't even it. Feel it? I wasn't even feeling it, man. Just a boring night, man. Oh, it was pretty shit, Boring. Man. I had three cartons and 17 bogs and I didn't even feel it. <laughs> Nursery rhyme research. I've got a new segment. Um, and we know, we know why. I have just had a baby. But I think you'll find it amusing. And uh, it's just a really a uh, segment to ex- um, just have a think about what we're singing to our kids. Mm-hmm. And because I think it. you just accept it, don't love you? Love it, love it. Because you know you just get love told it. these things, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, that's pretty. That's mm-hmm. just an amusing song, mm-hmm. and it rhymes mm-hmm. and stuff. Sure. But this, you know, have a think about some. Uh, as we know, well, let's for, for starters, the ring a ring a rosy. That's a common one. We know that's what, about the plague. The plague. Why mm-hmm. are we? Why? Why are we singing? Why are we still singing that one? Why are we standing around? But and why is it a good thing ring, to sing? Ring a rosy, a pocket full of posies, a tissue, a tissue. We all fall down. That's dead. That's what that's about. Pocket full of posy. What? Uh... I think it was something to do with like posy was was used to cover the smell of death. Mm. I think. And so they would oh, put wow. them on the like on the dead bodies to wow. cover up the smell. And when we were, my recollection, when we were kids, we're one. standing around and we're singing in a circle, and everything's fun and happy, and the sun's shining, and there's no pocket full of posies and smells of death around. What about the what about that rockabye baby on, on the treetop? When, when the wind blows, the cradle will rock. When the bow breaks, the cradle will fall. Down will come baby cradle and all. Terrible songs. Horrible. 
horrible, 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 horrifying, horrifying thought and horrifying moment. Um, why do you sing that to your baby? Oh, why yeah, why yeah, do you yeah, sing this lovely song about you being me leaving you up in a tree for some goddamn damn reason? In the wind, for God's sake! <laughs> you didn't check the weather before you did that. And then he comes tumbling down. Jack and Jill, mm. same kind of prospect. Lovely couple going up the hill. Mm. And then he comes down and cracks his skull. Mm. Humpty Dumpty. Humpty Dumpty. Well, I mean, apart. what even is he? We don't know. We don't know what he is. He we... know, but he definitely falls apart and can't he, be put back together. He falls apart. There's another rest of the um, little ducks that went out one day. Five little ducks went oh, yeah, out yeah, one yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Over the hill and far away. Mother duck said, quack, 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 quack. But and only four little ducks came back. back. And then, holy shit! And then you go back until zero. Till zero, no and then, but uh, and I don't know if this is true, but my partner Amy says that mm. um, at the end, you know, the last one goes off and doesn't come back. No, the last one goes off, and then they all come back at the end. That's not the way life works. I don't think. And that's not the I way think I remember. I think you've added that on there because you are a nice person. You don't want to sing horrible things to your baby. Well, maybe. But the, these stories. Well, that's what your parents taught you as a kid. But that was like you know just the nice, <laughs> the nice nicing thing. up the real version. The real version is none of them come back because they all Five died little, in the creek and got eaten by a dog. Goddamn ducks! That's fucking. Jeez, exactly. Seriously. And then one one other one I have to uh, talk about as well is um. And this is just a bit more of a weird one. There's Bar Bar Black Sheep. Have you any wool? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Three bags full. One for the master, one for the dame, one for the little boy who lives down the lane. Well, the question, who is this little boy living down the lane? Mm. Who, who is, is he just some, why is he so special that mm. he gets, mm. he gets a bag of wool? I don't think he deserves. You don't think he deserves the wool? Well, who, who is he? Is he just some, is he out playing with the sheep all day? Why is he friends with the sheep? I don't know. I don't know. One for the master and one for the dame. I don't. I don't trust him. I don't trust this boy down the lane. Okay, so the f- sad mother duck. No, you're right. She's right. Sad mother duck went out one day over the hill and far away. The sad mother duck said quack quack quack, and all of the five little ducks came back. Oh, so it turns into sad mother duck at the end. Mm. Wow. Again though. Is this just someone on the internet going, I'm going to make a nice bit at the end here? Was it originally written that they never come back? Uh, yeah, I, got, I don't know how I'd find that out. It's a hard one to, it's a hard one to yeah. research. But anyone out there who wants to research, quack, quack, quack. I mean, I guess it's finding out where it, where it came from first, but... Hmm. Constantly researching. Song lyrics as well. Mm. Thinking like stories of songs. True. Like I was just thinking about Jailhouse Rock the other day. Mm. Just how that's that whole thing is just an awkward, awkward thing, isn't it? I mean, for the first so, thing, you'd assume if it's in a jail, there's no. It's not like men and women dancing, right? So, no. so it's not that I'm being, you know, I'm not being homophobic in any way, but it is the 1950s. It's a bit of a strange scene for the men to all be dancing with each other, but mm. then. But then there's a moment where Sad Sack's sitting in a corner mm. and he's weeping all alone. Mm. And uh, the guard comes up to him and says, Look, buddy, don't you be a square. If you can't find a partner, use a wooden chair. Ooh. And so it implies a couple of things. It does know. imply a couple of things. <laughs> Firstly, they, they, the rest of the guys have got partners. They're up there. Going it. They're going it with their partners. Mm. They're enjoying it. And they're really like, Sad Sack's probably in for a bad night after Sad. he starts dancing with the chair. I just don't think... 
think it's going well. to get much better for it's him. It's going to end well. It's not going to end well. And the others will make sure it won't. Boy, sure. set looks look sad sex dancing with a chair. And like, he told me. He made me. <laughs> the God said. Yeah, that's a tough one. I don't Kiss know. that chair, sad sack. Go Kiss on. it. Kiss yeah. it good. Kiss it. See, I mean, that's just a weird... The whole scene is weird. Everybody in the whole cell block <laughs> was dancing to the jailhouse rock. And who... Who wrote What's going it? on there? What who is wrote, happening? Who wrote it? I don't know. I mean, it's, I know it is Elvis, but he probably didn't write it. Yeah, he's, uh, well... I don't think Elvis any spent any time in jail, did he? I think someone else has come up with that and yeah. gone here. Elvis have a weird song that... Mm. It just, yeah, definitely, definitely a strange picture. Yeah. Unless he did. Unless Elvis had a, he had a little bit of a past and, uh... He was a bit racist, apparently, wasn't he? I'm sure he was. Mm. I don't know. Talking of racism. Yeah, but, you know, probably still a nice guy, right? Yeah, probably good, <laughs> good bloke. <laughs> she yelling him at the bus every now and then. There's the problem. <laughs> so the television event have, have, has happened, but you still haven't had time to watch it, so we'll have to discuss it on our next Oh Yeah, on our next, yeah, our next one, yes. Oh, mate, yeah, is, it, is it all up? Like, all of it? Four, no, no, just the first four episodes first four. are up. Oh, man. Bring that shit on. Have to. Is it, and is it, quickly, just quickly, it's amazing, like, Firewall with me, you said, ten times. I mean, like, I don't know what, what words to use to describe it, Wow. But, but back to form for Lynchy, can you say that? Certainly, yeah, certainly Lynch. I mean, it's Not much, that he ever went out of form, but he decided like, that he was out of form. It's a lot more Lynchy than Twin Peaks ever Ooh, was. Oh, really? Mm. Wow. Mm. That's good. Mm. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, it's fucking... And, and also there's just a few lovely like things you know like drones he's just obviously loving drones he's loving droning up <laughs> that's good <laughs> you can just imagine <laughs> I can imagine of course he loves drones, drones. <laughs> you know when like Inland Empire is obsessed with like small cameras that can get really up in people's yeah, faces yeah in grills up in the yeah. grills I was really worried about that too because that you that's an aspect gonna... of Inland Empire which I think is you know it's genius but it's extremely uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, it's hard. Isn't it, it becomes like quite fatiguing it's only for that film. Yeah, not... fairly soon you're like, oh, it's so claustrophobic. Uh, you're like, I'm really, I'm just too close right. to everybody's <laughs> face in this movie. And luckily, he doesn't do it in Twin Peaks. I'm really, really glad that but he. They probably wrote that into the contract. You can't have up style. in your grill yeah. cameras. That up in your grill style. It's <laughs> fucked. It's one of the most scary things about that movie. You, can't, you don't yes. even know why until the second time you're watching it. You're like, yeah, oh. see it again, you're like, Jesus. It's that first shot of Grace Zabriskie and the camera's like under her chin <laughs> and like, like it's a GoPro connected to her neck. Oh, just, like, just right under the like, neck. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Too much that. Grace. Oh, man. And the opening scene of that film is like an eight minute scene with Grace and Laura Dern when she's That's in the right. house and in she, the house she's like I do remember that got a strange oh, yeah. accent and she's this very very awkward neighbour yep. it's kind of welcoming her to the neighbourhood Laura's being really nice and she's like staring weirdly weirdly and being weird you do not want to go into that neighbourhood <laughs> not into Lynchy's neighbourhood oh <sighs> shit but yeah I'm uh, I'm certainly glad it's yeah. glad it's happened wow I saw the poster of a big poster of it in town today where it just said, It's happening again. Yeah. I like that. that was... <laughs> yeah. I'll no, be really interested. There's just so much, so much to talk about. It's so long. It's actually four hours, the first mm. four episodes. 
Jeez. So, yeah. By the end, it's going to be more than its whole filming output to date. The whole thing is 18 hours. Jeez. Altogether, it's 18 hours of new Twin Peaks. Wowee. Jeez. So, it's going to be great. That's the way you should make a series. Long. True. I thought when you said the, the TV event of the year, I thought you were going to talk about the budget or something like that. Now, tune in for the 24-hour budget reply. Oh, there we go. That's going to be... Uh, well, we're just going to suffer. That's just going to be more suffering. <laughs> more Worse than terrorism. Yeah, a hell of a lot worse. Sorry, death cults. Worse we're, than death cults. We've changed the... Change the name from tonight. Uh, just the gonna they're gonna fuck students and they're gonna fucking apparently there's some uh, I guess it's some joker some stupid politician who said this. That's one thing about the cycle of Australian politics and the reportage is that in Australian politics, like nothing ever actually happens. No, there's a lot of bluster. <laughs> they're always saying they're going to do things, and then yep. they try and do try it. Try and it doesn't work, and, it and takes everybody so likes goddamn it. long to do everything that by the time they get to the point of actually doing it, the government right. is gone, and there's a new <laughs> government in who's like, oh, we don't want to do that thing. We'll That's do the opposite thing. to what we want to do, so let's change that to the opposite mm. of what they the were going to do. And, they, and when they do get it done, that's when it gets done, and then the next person comes in and goes, we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> right, the we're NBN. That. Perfect <laughs> oh, they, oh, my God. Right, of this thing that's been going NBN. on for so many years and changed through so many different governments. So, still not proper. Still doesn't work. When Turnbull decided to turn it down from fibre and go into copper, it doesn't work. Nobody's... I'm not even hooked up. You're not even hooked up, are I'm you? not hooked Nobody's up. hooked up. I'm not hooked and it up. doesn't even work anyway, But they basically... Oh, I was... Th the thing they were saying that, like, it's going to be... It's going to be the defunct, outdated technology within a couple of years and they're going to have yeah. to redo the whole fucking thing. And and still, the existing infrastructure is better than the NBN. <laughs> like, still yeah. now... People were saying, saying that NBN, it's worse now they've crossed it's over. It's worse, yeah. More dropouts businesses. and lower speeds and they want to go back and they can't go back. It's yeah, businesses are like trying to do transactions. It's taking forty seconds. I mean, the guy was like, forty seconds doesn't sound like much. Yeah, it's a lot when you got fucking three people waiting there for card to register. It's terrible. Oh, that would make but, a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Shocking. Hmm. So, but it, um, and then trading and stuff that would make a huge difference with stock trading and things like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. God, I'll be struggling. Um. But it's all fixed. What are we talking about? Fixed wireless. That's what it is. That's the future. Why are we even worrying about cables in the fucking ground? You go in the country where you can't get the cables, they're getting fixed wireless. It is like so much better. It is bang. It's fast. You're not getting any interruptions. It's consistent. Insane. It doesn't make any sense. Tesla was, you know, should have listened to Tesla, yeah, Tesla. guys. He you came should have listened to Tesla. He said, what did he say? He was going to come in and build the battery farm. Oh, I'm talking about the original Tesla, but yeah. Oh, yeah, the original <laughs> Tesla. Yeah, sorry. The, um, is it the guy that owns it now? That... Elon Musk. Well, yeah, I was talking right. about actual Tesla. Yeah, who, actually, yeah. Who, who was like, <laughs> back, in the, back in the 1890s. Back in the day. He was all about wireless back then. He was. That was his, that was his he, he would have had it way early. He would have had much better internet by now. Well, exactly. He listened to Tesla. He actually did it. He yeah. did figure out wireless at that oh, point in time. And he had the, like, first ever wireless tower for wireless electricity was what it was going to be. 
and uh, that was the Warden Cliff Tower. There's yeah. amazing stories. Like once he turned it on and he tur- and and he b- accidentally zapped the power supply from the like neighboring <laughs> town and they completely blackout. He turned it on during a storm and it just drew lightning. Apparently, the story oh. is that it just drew lightning towards wow. it, and that was his whole plan. It was this yeah, tower to that was going lightning. to suck suck electricity from the sky, and That's then exactly what you need to do. Have a massive battery, that. and you've got it there. Yeah. Incredible. It actually worked. And then they were freaked out about it in Westinghouse when he realized that it actually worked and that it was going to be the new technology if he didn't grab it. He basically funded Tesla's research, but not enough so that Tesla could actually achieve anything. And then at some point he just shut him down and went, no, that's never going to work, mate, and never properly funded it. And then Tesla was never able to finish it. Oh, come on. Westinghouse at what and then he went and made fridges and thought that was the end of it <laughs> yeah oh, I think he was probably already making fridges but it was like because <laughs> Westinghouse had funded the AC the the, the <coughs> alternating current which was oh, which right. was the opposing power system which basically became the world's power system that Tesla invented but he invented got nothing for it yeah and he well, well Tesla sold it to Westinghouse oh, basically so that he could get continue his research into wireless because he believed and rightly, as it's turned it's out, turned but a hundred years later, it's a, it's become well, a reality. But back then, he was like, "No, wireless is the future of of. We don't even need to worry about all this burning resources and all this shit of using coal Sticking and stuff. We're gonna stop. That's a waste. The electricity, the energy, it's all there. It's magnets. It's all in the atmosphere. We've just got energy, to, energy. We've just got to figure out how to harness it. So true, as it's already happening. Yep." He hadn't thought of solar, but that probably would have been his next, you know, That's his next step. Next step. Wind. Ah, Tesla. On your Tesla. The ultimate the ultimate conspiracy theories get yeah. chucked up about him, but his real story is just, like, the best. Great. You don't need to, you don't need to add all the conspiracy no, shit about him because his real story is just fucking... Why awesome. isn't that a movie? Yeah. Been a movie? Well, there is a cheap, shitty, independent yeah, one so- I've seen. But there's no great, you know, it's ridiculous. there's no great Tesla film yet. Come on. Yeah. Get into it. Let, you could you could play him. Or Daniel Day-Lewis. I mean, Daniel, looks give, just like him. Give him give him Daniel Day. <laughs> and he'd win an Academy. He actually would. It'd have to be like old Tesla, you know, reflecting yeah. on his life. Because that's fine because he like went crazy. That would be an interesting part of the movie. Because be. he had really... So who would, who would play young Tesla then? Um, uh, ben Mendelsohn? Uh, no, he's kind of as old as Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> he now, pretty much isn't, isn't he? He could be Westinghouse. <laughs> the evil Westinghouse. With a real long, the drooping moustache. Drooping moustache. Yeah, and Edison obviously has got to be in it as well. Paul Giamatti as Edison. <laughs> Perfect. Um, Ooh, uh, but young perfect. Tesla, yeah, I don't know. It's got to be oh, some... Some, someone like oh, oh um I know um the guy from uh, Mad Max um Nicholas Nicholas Holt the, the main guy the, oh the, no, the English guy, guy the young English yes, guy yes yeah. he would be a good yeah. Tesla he would good call locked him in mm-hmm. locked him in and he would work with old sort of he kind of maybe you need to give him a nose give him a fake nose yeah go on so he can look like Daniel Day Lewis and Tesla yes. Do it. And we have old, old Pidgey. crazy Tesla with the pigeons, in love with pigeons and living in the Waldorf Astoria. And That'd be, yeah. Uh, going out be. with Sarah Bernhardt. 
And can we get Jeffrey Rush in there somewhere with big hair? Maybe Jeffrey Rush could be Westinghouse. <laughs> yes. Oh, that'd be good. Maybe Ben yeah. Mendelsohn's just one of the agents of Edison or something like that. Yeah, the evil mm. agent guy. Mm. Yep. Who does heroin. And Sarah Bernhardt, she's the actor. <laughs> <laughs> she's like a really famous actor who fell in love with Tesla. Oh. But he couldn't handle her because she had too much hair and he was afraid of hair. Ooh, too much hair. Didn't mm. like the hair. <clears throat> Is that because he thought it was going electric, like get hit by a <laughs> lightning bolt or something? Or? Nah, he was just, he had really bad OCD and that was one of his specific oh. crippling fears was a fear of hair. Fear of hair. Yeah. And she had real big bushy hair. If you look at pictures of her, she's like massive. He picked the wrong girl then. Yeah. <laughs> he really yeah, should have really did. He really he should really have did. chosen someone else. And then he fell in love with a pigeon and he was like in love with that. So he didn't mind feathers. Ten years. He's okay with life. feathers. He's okay with feathers. Yeah, yeah. Did he have ten years with this pigeon? Yeah, and he you lived know, in pigeons the... live that long. Mm. Yeah, and he <laughs> lived in the Waldorf Astoria, and they like he he was he was basically destitute. He basically had no money, and it was like the last twenty years of his life or something. He lived in this hotel room, which they basically gifted to him. I think it was nice. actually Westinghouse. Sorry, oh, so he felt sorry for him. Felt, felt sorry for him and Made paid his for money it, and all yeah, for the remainder of his life. So a shitty just, old like, apartment, was it? Oh no, it was like a oh, room it? at a hotel. Oh, the okay. Waldorf Astoria, a really nice hotel. Ooh. And he lived there for twenty years. And did he have a pigeon inside the room? No, he would go and visit the pigeon every day in uh, in Central Park. He'd go and downstairs. Pigeon was always and, there. Waiting yeah, for well, him. he would always feed all the pigeons, but there was one, one specific particular. pigeon that he was in love with. You sure it was the same pigeon over and over? Ah, uh, well, yeah. Who knows? You know, maybe it was. You know, maybe he got the wrong pigeon. It's hard to say, I suppose. But maybe well, but I mean, he was a pretty smart guy. He was, you know, he, he could tell some yeah. behaviour. And that was the whole. That's one of the births of the whole conspiracy theories. Is mm. the fact that there's this twenty years of his life where no one's really sure what Tesla was doing. Right. Except that we know he had really crippling mental illness and mm. a lot of major issues. So probably he wasn't doing very much. Right, no. but a lot of conspiracy, conspiracy theorists claim that at this point in time he was inventing crazy super technologies, which got stolen by the government, the FBI, or the CIA immediately after he died. Are these because, the energy? Yeah, it's um, like the energy rays. Energy and, rays. Um, yep. The it's like a death, 9/11 conspiracy death ray, and so he did actually make. See, that's the whole weird thing is he kind of went because he went crazy. He started believing some things, and he did say weird shit. Like he said that he built a death ray that could shoot sure. messages into space. Not what he built this ray. This is what he claimed. It mm. wasn't to. It wasn't to be a death ray. It was to mm. shoot messages into space. He wanted to be able to contact far off alien civilizations with. So he said he built this high powered electronic beam. Pip totally believes that he made this, by the way, and he mm. even knows a little bit about what the supposed electrical energy of it is. I can't remember. Gamma rays. I think it's gamma, gamma rays. Yeah, yeah. Um, and supposedly he built it, and then during World War Two, he first tried to sell it to the American government, and they were like, nah, we don't really believe you that you've really made this thing. And he was like, well, fuck it. Okay, then I'll try and sell it to the Russians instead. Yeah. 
and he too bad you went. Yeah, <laughs> too bad. He, he tried to sell it to the Russians, and I can't remember whether he achieved that or not. But then that was sort of how the Russians knew that he apparently had this technology of this death ray. Right. And then when he died, there was like this period of two days where nobody really knows what happened. But he had a Russian nephew who apparently went to his apartment straight after he died and took all his papers or a bunch of his papers and the death ray. And then, like, the day after that, the FBI came and took the remainder of his papers mm. and all of his research and all of his looters. materials. Professional and, looters. And, yeah, and they, and they immediately deemed it, like, strict top secret classified. Never going to see it again. And they've since released a bunch of them. Mm. But, the, of course, the conspiracy theorists say that they never released the real... So, as the conspiracy the real theory ones. goes, that means that Russia has... A death ray. Well, they don't. There's no certainty about who ended up with the death ray. Oh, we don't Maybe know. the FBI got him and killed the nephew and and oh, took the death have. ray. Yeah. And and got the ship back, or maybe maybe the like it never existed, and they all there. just said it existed. And it was all just like he had the research for it. Mm-hmm. Or, or like yeah, maybe the FBI ended up with it, mm. and then it became. Well, what about that conspiracy? Do you think that conspiracy about nine eleven, how it looks? It really doesn't look right physically when the towers come down. Right, it looks like a controlled where, demolition. When, well, it looks like a controlled demolition, but then also where did everything go? Like, we've got two massive towers. Mm-hmm. Where is all the material? Why mm. is there nothing left there? Why was, is it just a flat... Was was there some kind of gamma ray? <laughs> That's the conspiracy here is that was, it was a... Yeah, What's, there's a word for it. I read a good thing about conspiracy theories recently mm. that conspiracy theories... In, the, in that context of, say, the 9-11 was an inside job thing. Mm. They infer this level of um, genius, bureaucratical gene Like, they infer this level yeah. of nefarious genius into a system that we know... We, don't, we know that there's it, not that much genius. Yeah. And that, <clears throat> so the only thing that makes sense above that is... Is there a community? Yeah, is that maybe is some controlling system controlling of genius that is like, will make the, it mm-hmm. continually seem like nothing really yeah. works? But from what we know about human nature, I just don't, it just doesn't seem likely to me. But yeah, oh, yeah, that, that in terms of like pulling the puppets as well. But mm. I'm saying, is there a... Well, that's a conspiracy theory again, I guess, the... Um, the Illuminati guys. The Illuminati guys, yeah, yeah. Right, but if, you know, say if there was, it would still be made up of those same guys that we look at and go, well, they're pretty inept. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's still going to be made up of guys that want to get rich, and that's really what their main motivation is. And disturbing reports. Uh, again, positive, positive markets. Positive, exactly. Keep it positive, markets. Positive. You know, I mean, it's scarier to think nine eleven was an inside job, really, than nine eleven was the act of a death cult. Yeah, it's easier to think that it was a death cult, isn't it, than having to deal with. Dr. Judy Wood, who's a researcher, is saying that it could be directed free energy. That's what it is, which was a Tesla, apparently a Tesla invention. Invention. Oh, okay. okay. So, that made the towers disappear. Right, okay. Okay. That's a general. It it's another, like, it's another yeah. um, uh, what's the word? Opinion of what happened, of mm. either controlled demolition or... I honestly think if Tesla had invented a death ray and anybody had got their hands on it and it had actually worked at that point in time, would have been used. 
You'd think it would have already, wouldn't you? Right. If they'd got it in the 50s, they're fucking using it in the Cold War, or at least they're talking about it. That's right. If it's better than nuclear bombs... <laughs> if you can make things It's not like they're keeping that shit secret. No. If Russia has a death ray that's better than a nuclear bomb that can shoot... It would have already been over. That can Putin destroy buildings it. with magical free energy yeah. or something like that. They're not, like, going, being quiet about it because they've bragged nah. about everything they had back in those times. And that's, <laughs> that's what a lot of bragging about. going on. We've got the best bomb. No, we've got, we've the, got best the best bomb. bomb. Well, this bomb can blow up and a city or this one can blow up a country. And Trump's only got the mother of all bombs. <laughs> the mother of all bombs isn't even the best bomb. It's, it's just got the best name. It's not even that great. It's just for... It's specifically for blowing up caves. Blowing up caves. Why is it the mother of all bombs? And I'm pretty sure nuclear i think it's because it's the biggest like it doesn't cause the biggest damage but it's the biggest sized bomb oh that's what trumpy would like he would love that yeah that works for him yeah big stakes and big bombs big hands to hold it yeah he needs big big hands hands to hold his big big dick (laughs) big big mother of all bomb dick yep we'll keep it positive Keeping it, <laughs> keeping it real, keeping it positive. Oh, what a delight to bring back the Markhams. What a delight. We couldn't ask for much more in Are life. Are you in town for a while now? Or is well, it no, back well. On, back on the I'm travel. On Saturday. Back on journeys. I'm off for a week in the desert. But it's only a week, which is nice. It's not too long. Um, so yeah, cross, cross promotion. Uh, making a documentary about... Wallabies, saving the wallabies in the desert, rock wallabies. Is it going to be feature length? It'll be about, uh, about 40, 50 minutes. Nice. Maybe, I think, just to tell, it depends how long it sort of t- takes to tell the story. But got a little preview coming out pretty soon. So get into it. Awesome. Funny little fellas. Awesome. Funny little fellas. That's great. So, yes, as, as part of, the, of this film to save the wallabies, some of the local kids in uh, Ernabella were asked to name some of the wallabies that are within this fenced area where they're being protected from predators. What'd they go for? What'd they choose? Um, well, they were asked to actually give some names in, in their own language, you know, so we can get some legitimate um, Pijinjara names. Mm-hmm. Pijinjara. And uh, they came back with Batgirl, Bubblegum, and Thunder Death. Thunder Death, Markham. Thunder Death. I mean, you couldn't get a better name for a wallaby no, than Thunder Death. And let's hope, let's hope that Thunder Death is a real but hardcore-looking wallaby. Like they surely. They chose that name because it's really like he's a tough-looking guy. He's a tough-looking guy. In, <clears> fact, <throat> in fact, there is one at Monato who's had his tail and both his ears ripped off. And so he just got like hardcore, bald head, kind of just looks hardcore. Sounds looking. like he's of the Thunder Death I reckon family. he might be Thunder Death. <laughs> Alright, he's in the Thunder Death family. Good fun. Well done. Well, so, well, I mean, great research. Good re- yeah. Well done. Well done to research and everyone. We hope that everyone is continuing the research. Yeah, and the message for this week is positivity. Positivity, positivity Markhams. Positivity Markhams. Keep positive. It's not that bad. Don't get brainwashed by death cults. It might seem bad. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. We'll be alright. You think you're racist, but tomorrow you wake up and you think about it and you realise you're not racist. You're not that racist. <clears throat> Maybe you're a little bit racist, but... Maybe a little bit. You still like people? You like people generally. 
remember that. If you like people, you're probably not that racist. Exactly. And hey, if you don't like people, you're probably an arsehole. You're probably an arsehole. Go talk to the pigeons like Tesla. Yeah. Get you, on with it. If you don't like people, probably go to a psychologist. Yeah, have a talk about it. Get talk it, it through a little bit. Because you might be able to turn that around. Yeah, you never know. You might end up... Maybe you do like people. You just haven't given them a chance. You know what? If you don't like people, you probably don't like yourself. That's it. That's probably what it really is. And to, to finish on a quote from the Adelaide show, um, I think it might have been 2003, to promote the Adelaide show, they said, if you don't like the Adelaide show, you don't like life. <laughs> I mean, well, and that, if you don't like the Markham Society, you don't like life. <laughs> That's our quote from now on. Well, uh, well with that, well done. We, we say well done. We'll continue the research. Well done. We'll be back. We'll be back with more research.